Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 27th of September. The Prime Minister has flown back into Australia overnight to face a heated border battle between the states and territories over opening up post the COVID lockdowns. Scott Morrison says once key vaccination targets are hit, interstate borders need to reopen and he wants families reunited for Christmas. Here is the Prime Minister on Channel 7. Well, once you get to 80%, of your population that's vaccinated. Well, it's it's very clear. I can't see any reason why Australians should be kept from each other. But WA and Queensland are standing firm. WA Premier Mark McGowan telling the West Australian he will wait until vaccination rates are well above 80%. While Queensland's Deputy Premier Stephen Miles has slammed Mr Morrison, claiming the PM is the master of distraction. Mr Miles says vaccination should be the Prime Minister's job, but says the states are doing it. Adding the national COVID plan does not and never has included opening borders once vaccination levels reach 80%. I don't think Queenslanders will want to let COVID in for Christmas. To Victoria now and more regional areas of the state have come out of lockdown overnight with restrictions easing in Geelong and the Surf Coast. It comes as the state yesterday reported two deaths and 779 new local cases. Mitchell Shire will remain in lockdown along with the rest of Melbourne. While Premier Daniel Andrews has unveiled some modest easing of restrictions for lockdown areas from Wednesday with the state expected to hit the target of 80% first doses this week. The travel limit will be extended to 15 Ks, fully vaccinated people can train outside in groups of five and outdoor recreation like boating, tennis and golf will be allowed to return. Those activities will be back, but it may look a bit different. It may not be the same experience pre-COVID. There'll be some rules, but I think people will be delighted to be able to get back to those things that they're very, very passionate about and that, as the Chief Health Officer has determined, they're outside with some structure, uh, they can be relatively low risk. Meantime, in New South Wales, the Premier is set to reveal this week what the state will look like at 80% double vaccinated. The Premier says the Freedom Roadmap will detail how and when unvaccinated people can have restrictions eased. New South Wales is edging closer to its 70% double vaccinated target, with the state yesterday already hitting 60%. Here is the Premier, Gladys Berejiklian. The New South Wales Government is very close to finalising our roadmap for 80% double dose, but also our roadmap as to when unvaccinated people will be able to participate in greater activity and we'll be releasing that this week. Yesterday, New South Wales recorded nine deaths and a slight drop in new COVID cases with 961 infections. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and further COVID restrictions are easing from today thanks to the pace of the state's vaccination rollout. Construction sites will now return to 100% capacity and outdoor pools across the state will reopen. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more from Sydney. 
That's right, Tash. A bit of school holiday relief for parents and kids with outdoor public pools now open to everyone across New South Wales. Even those who aren't vaccinated can swim in a pool within their council area or within 5Ks of their home. The Sydney hotspots are also included. Cumberland Mayor Steve Christo has told Nine he doesn't have a problem with it. It's my personal opinion that we should not be discriminating against people and creating a two-class divide. Keep in mind there's a two-hour visit limit and people aren't allowed to sunbake. It comes with more tradies back on the tools from today, construction sites going back to full capacity. The state government had put a 50% cap on sites where any workers weren't fully vaxxed, but that's now been lifted to allow workers to return under a four-square-metre rule. To Victoria now, and a second protester has tested positive to COVID, sparking concerns last week's demonstrations across Melbourne could become super-spreading events. As James Lake reports from Melbourne, it's exactly why authorities urge people to stay at home. Yes, that was the very real risk to come from last week's rallies, Tash. COVID response commander Jerome Weimar says there's already one protest in hospital with contact traces not yet finding any cases linked to that person. While we got confirmation yesterday morning of a second man from Geelong who was at a protest on Tuesday also testing positive. We're also aware there is a, uh, an individual in Geelong who was at the protest who's also turned positive, so there's another little flurry of activity going on around them. When you see, yeah, we, we saw, when you see such a large number of people all out on the street together, all doing the things which are in breach with directions, um, regardless of why you're there, that is an absolute risk. So if you're going to hang around in a crowd of 500 people, um, then if there are COVID positive people there, and the chances are there will be, then this is where, you, where you're going to see some spread. To Queensland now, an NRL rising star, Reese Walsh, has been arrested and charged on the Gold Coast. The potential Dally M Rookie of the Year admitting to being in possession of cocaine. Rod McLeod has the details from the Gold Coast. The Warriors fullback was at a Surfers Paradise nightclub and says he was told to move on by police, but didn't, before being searched and found with a bag of cocaine. He has now been charged. Walsh says he got himself into a bit of trouble and got emotional while apologising. I was in possession, uh, possession of um, a small bag of um, cocaine, which I um, had some during the night. and you know, No one else is um, involved in this. Um, it's a solely on me and... Um, put my hand up, um, you know, I should never have done it. And I just want to say sorry to um, the sponsors, um, the fans, um, the Warriors. Uh, you know. The 19-year-old will undertake drug and alcohol counselling and will also face further sanctions from the NRL Integrity Unit. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Now, as we mentioned earlier, a Christmas holiday fight is brewing with the Prime Minister pressuring state and territory leaders to open their borders for the festive season. That's right. Scott Morrison is arguing that once 80% of the relevant population over 16 is double vaccinated, state borders should be open. It comes as the Gold Coast has lost close to a billion dollars in the September quarter because of lockdowns and closed borders. Right now, the Queensland and WA premiers argue that the 80% figure might not be good enough, which means their states could be closed for Christmas. And Peter, talking about Christmas, we've already seen lots of reports of delays with deliveries and there could be more trouble on the 
away with Wharfies set to also take industrial action. Yes, the Maritime Union says that hundreds of Wharfies will strike for 48 hours in Sydney's Port Botany next weekend and for 12 hours every Monday, Wednesday and Friday in Melbourne for the whole of October. The union wants more control on manning levels and hiring and this will mean stores will have supply problems for Christmas. And also this morning, Peter, Australia is set to embrace the net zero emissions future and the PM is now reportedly going green. Yeah, that's right. International pressure and news poll findings that the government could lose 10 seats at the next election, especially in the lockdown states, have the PM promising to move swiftly to transition Australia's energy exports from fossil fuels towards new low emission technologies. This also comes ahead of the Glasgow Climate Summit in November. Peter, thank you. Pleasure. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The grand final party has started in Brisbane as we count down to Penrith and South Sydney going head to head this weekend. Good morning, Tash. Nice to have you back. Yes, it officially kicked off last night. Brisbane City Hall among the landmarks lit up with iconic images from the season. That'll be going all week. King George Square in the city has been renamed King Wally Square in honour of Wally Lewis. And the great man told Nine that he's honoured. I can't see it being permanent at all. Look, it was a great honour to have it uh, named that way, just for the promotion of the NRL finals, of course. Just in some team news, Penrith and Souths both have some injury concerns leading into the grand final. James Fisher-Harris and Tevita Pangai Jr. need scans on knee injuries uh, picked up in the Panthers' win over the Storm in the prelim finals. Bunny skipper Adam Reynolds, he battled through a groin issue against Manly, couldn't kick. Cody Walker had to take on those duties, so he'll be a watch and see this week. For Wayne Bennett, uh, Reynolds' coach, of course, uh, both of them are leaving at the end of the season. Well, he's chasing some history, bidding to become the first coach to lead three different teams to grand final glory and Broncos legend Gordon Teller says it would stand above the seven other premierships he's already won. Sometimes with the Broncos there was 15 internationals or you know like one year we had 10 state of origin players mm, yeah. that's really hard to beat and I think at the Dragons they were so close I think Nathan Brown had them you know mm. seriously one play away from playing in a grand final and if yeah, it is, of course, a, a big game coming up on Sunday. Tonight, though, we've got the Dally M countdown. Tommy Turbo is the red-hot favourite heading into this. Now, he actually trails Nathan Cleary by uh, one point with six rounds to go, but, of course, Cleary misses a couple of games in the back end of the season. So, uh, Turbo well-placed to claim the Dally M for the first time, Tash. And Brett, the D, such a sensational win over the weekend, but they look set to lose one of the key figures behind that drought-breaking premiership. Yes, the party does continue for uh, the Demons. Now, Darren Burgess, who's a highly rated fitness chief, has worked over in the English Premier League and also with uh, Port Adelaide. He will reportedly jump ship to the Crows. He's keen to move back to South Australia for family reasons. Now, the players partied well into last night at Perth's famous Cottesloe Beach Hotel. The club is uh, set to spend at least the next few days living it up COVID-free in WA. Coach Simon Goodwin telling fans at yesterday's parade, it's all still sinking in. I just look out here and I think uh, this is really dawned on me now that we've done something incredibly special for our people. 57 long years they had to wait. Some great stories coming out of the Demons Premiership over the weekend. Yeah, indeed. Breton to Formula One and heartbreak for Daniel Ricciardo's teammate at the Russian Grand Prix last night. Well, you must have been watching Lando Norris's uh, Twitter feed there, Tash, because he tweeted that word, that one word after the Russian Grand Prix, heartbroken. The McLaren driver had been leading with five laps to go, looked like he was going to get his first ever win in Formula One, but he opted not to change tyres when it started to rain, and that decision cost him big time. And Hamilton! 
Norton takes the lead of the race as Lando Norris slides off the track. Yeah, Hamilton taking full advantage, raced away to the 100th win of his career. Daniel Ricciardo finished back in four, so he got in the points, but uh, plenty of drama in Sochi overnight there, Tash. Those damn tyres. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And Global Citizen Live has wrapped up with a star-studded lineup performing in cities across the world. Sir Elton John put on a show in front of the Eiffel Tower, Delta Goodrum sung at the Sydney Opera House, and Billie Eilish also performed Fix You with Coldplay in the US. Aussie actor Hugh Jackman was also behind the important calls, calling for action on climate and poverty amid the ongoing pandemic, while Harry and Meghan took to the stage in New York, calling for vaccines to be made made available for everyone across the globe. This is a battle of misinformation, bureaucracy, lack of transparency and lack of access. Every single person on this planet has a fundamental right to get this vaccine. That's the point, but that's not happening. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Melling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.